I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney for the Front Row Network and for NPR Illinois Community Voices. I'm your host, Craig, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Mr. Brett Rutherford. Well, hello there. And also Miss Vanessa Ferguson. Hello. This is a special bonus hot off the presses episode because our eyes were melted yesterday during the Disney Investors Conference. Uh, they did a large streaming event where they basically showed their cards for what they're going to be doing uh, throughout the entire studio in the next three years. There was so much content that went out of this that we it took them four hours to present it all, and we probably could do a four-hour podcast. But what we're <laughs> going to do is we're going to try to specifically look at some of the things that we are maybe the most interested in, and that's going to be uh, Lucasfilm Division, Pixar, Disney Animation, Disney Theatrical, and of course, Marvel. Uh, So those are going to be the five areas we're going to cover today and talk a bit about what we're looking forward to, what are some of the announcements that were given, and just basically give you our reactions to that. So thank you. If you are listening because you're a fan of the Front Row Network and you want all that Disney content, jump over to Beyond the Mouse with us and we give you all the Disney content you can shake a stick at. So follow us along over there on that feed as well. But we have a lot to dive into. We're going to do that right away. There are maybe a couple of pieces of properties we wanted to mention that are not in those big five categories that we're talking about today. I wanted to mention two off the bat that I'm really excited for. We're not talking about Hulu and FX here today, but they are finally doing my favorite graphic novel as a series. It's Why the Last Man by Brian K. Vaughn. It is a fantastic series. Um, This is great. I'm so excited for this to finally come to realization. Uh, And maybe we'll do like a special podcast about it on the network or something, because I absolutely love Why the Last Man. The second thing that I'm excited for is all the Nat Geo content. I've mentioned before in our Disney Plus episode that I watch a lot of Nat Geo on Disney Plus because I love all the things that they put out. They put out so much quality content and we're getting a whale uh, mini feature, a four-parter. We're getting a, a show called Welcome to Earth, hosted by Will Smith. That just seems like they just grabbed it because of the title. Uh, But I am so excited to follow along with that. It's kind of like uh, the world according to Jeff Goldblum, right? I I love that kind Uh of content where you take an actor that you enjoy, a really friendly face, and they take you through different areas. So I'm excited for those. Vanessa, you had one we wanted to mention too before we dive into the big five. I'm just really excited on behalf of my older uh, family members uh, for this Swiss Family Robinson series. I, I share my Disney Plus account and I have a lot of classic movies come up that have been watched that I have not watched. So I know they're going to be really excited about this new uh, series on Disney Plus. Absolutely. Brett, did you have one as well? Yes, I was really interested in the Mysterious Benedict Society series with Tony Hale. That looked really, really, really cool. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. I think that's a little bit down the way, but yeah. So cool that they have so many neat uh, new 
brand new series coming to Disney Plus, the Mighty Ducks series, all that stuff. Um, but let's go ahead and dive right into the first big batch of news that we had out of this. And we're going to go kind of in chronological order how they presented it at the conference. And that means we're talking Lucasfilm first. So Kathleen Kennedy brought out a lot of big guns to talk to us about everything that they're bringing out to the universe for us, including two new spinoff series for Disney Plus, one on the New Republic and also one on Ahsoka starring Rosario Dawson. We did get to see her in The Mandalorian. Spoiler alert if you're not that far along in The Mandalorian, but I think it was spoiled for you yesterday because Ahsoka is there, and she, of course, is a character that is from the Clone Wars and from the TV series Rebels, and so she's, they're really tying all of those animated features into a live-action series. That's really cool. They're also doing a series called Andor, and that's actually going to be led by Diego Luna, who we met during his stint in Rogue One. So of course, this is going to be pre-Rogue One. Spoiler alert to that movie, if you haven't seen it. Um, (laughs) But uh, we will be following him. And also that means we might get, and they didn't really confirm this yet, but we might get K2SO back, who is the best droid in all of Star Wars. Oh, yeah. We also (laughs) have... and, and, and of course, what we're going to do is kind of list all these out, and then we'll definitely go back and talk about them. But we have uh, Kenobi coming out, a uh, big announcement there with Hayden Christensen returning as Darth Vader. We also have uh, an animated series called The Bad Batch. We had already known about that, but we got our first trailer. We have a Lando series that we sort of already knew about as well. Um, but just some amazing stuff. And then, of course, maybe the biggest news that they dropped in terms of Star Wars was that the next theatrical release will come out in 2023, and it'll be directed by Patty Jenkins, and it's called Rogue Squadron. So that is a lot of Star Wars there, folks. That's not even all the things that Lucasfilm did, because they did do Indiana Jones 5, and they did Willow, uh, and they did others, um, including The Children of Blood and Bone, which I know is a huge, huge book series right now. But I I just want to get your reactions. I'll go to Brett first about all this news. What are you excited about in the Lucasfilm portion of the presentation? Oh, well, I'm just really excited for Patty Jenkins. I mean, she was so, she was a great, such a great director in Wonder Woman that I can't wait to see what she does uh, for Lucasfilm. So exciting. Absolutely. She kind of posted on her own social media uh, a feed and talking about her dad and how he was in the Air Force and they were in a squadron together and all this. Like, it's just really cool to bring her into the fold and especially kind of kind of maybe steal her away from Warner Brothers for a little bit. Uh, certainly, she has Wonder Woman 84 dropping this Christmas Day on HBO Max. So this is Disney saying, hey, we got Patty Jenkins, too. Vanessa, uh-huh. what are you interested in with Lucasfilm? Um, well, I am very excited about these new movies. Um, not to diss on the old ones. They were fine. Uh, not like they're that old. I mean, our most recent ones. But it's nice to have some new films coming out. That's a little bit of a, a do-over, dare I say. With And I love Taika Waititi. So, you know, seeing what he puts together, what Patty Jenkins puts together, I'm very excited about that. Um, and I'm also, and speaking of do-over, I'm also really excited for... Um, Hayden Christensen to get his kind of do over. I mean, people really harp on his bad acting. I didn't think he was that bad of an actor in the first Star Wars movies. I just felt like the script didn't give him a lot to go off of. So now his is his chance to prove everybody wrong. 
or maybe prove everybody right. We'll see what happens. But I have hope for him. (laughs) What's funny about Hayden Christensen is that he has had kind of a revitalization. And I think that that's kind of led by he's really active at Comic-Cons. He's really active on social media. And he kind of gets the criticism. He'll he'll be the first person to kind of jump on the bad acting that he had uh, in Revenge of the Sith. And, and, you know, like, I, I think it's cool to see them come around to that. It does seem like even in the Mandalorian, they're going back and kind of grabbing some of these characters like Boba Fett. Again, I'm sorry, this is going to be so spoiler filled. You have to watch the Mandalorian. But you know, Boba Fett is an iconic character, but a lot of people are like, ah, he's in the Sarlacc pit, he's gone, you know, all this. They are bringing in all these different characters from around the universe that aren't necessarily tied to the Skywalkers, which I think is really cool because so much of what we know just watching Star Wars on film and on TV is the Skywalker saga. Now, if you read the books, you get a lot more of the lore and the myth of the Jedi and all of that, but you don't get that in the film. So I think it's really, really cool that Dave Filoni, John Favreau, all these guys are really bringing it together, uh, including Patty Jenkins now. And um, it's just going to be so great to see all these different types of stories because I, for one, loved Rogue One. And that was a standalone film that went into the story, but didn't include any of our major cast of characters other than a cameo from Darth Vader himself in that film. But Brett, uh, any other thoughts on the Star Wars slate of films? Well, coming to Disney Plus, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Very excited about that. Of course, you know, we found out about that. That was one of, that was the big announcement at D23 last year. So that that's really happening. I can't wait. So very excited about that. Any other yeah. final thoughts, Vanessa, before we move right along? I should mention, do you have any thoughts about Willow or Indiana Jones? Or have either of you happened to read The Children of Blood and Bone? Well, I'm I'm excited about Willow. I remember watching it as a kid. And so that'll be neat to see. Uh, of course, Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones. I think this is, will be his last time. I'm ready they, for they it. They kept saying that. They please, kept saying it's the fifth please. and final film. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I find that exciting. Um, but as far as Lucasfilm goes, I just like hats off to John Favreau and Dave, especially Dave Filoni. I just feel like without those two and the success of The Mandalorian, we wouldn't have all these announcements that we're having uh, in this um, investors conference that they had. Well, think about like Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker kind of left a bad taste in fans' mouth. But now, um, and I enjoyed it. Many people. I did too. I did Um, too. (laughs) But some people did not. But I I think Mandalorian on the other side is just kind of universally loved by all of it. All of the people that love Star Star Wars. And that's hard to get a bunch of fans to love something like that. So um, definitely Dave Filoni realizing all these characters that he made in the Clone Wars and in Rebels to be able to bring them to uh, real life. That is incredible. And I can't wait to see what comes up. And uh, so we're going to move right along to the next slate of films that we had released was from Disney Theatrical. Now I do want to mention here, even though it is called Disney Theatrical, they are releasing some of these directly to Disney Plus. But we were going to kind of go through a big long list here of all the movies that they talked about. And then I'll get reactions from Brett and Vanessa on some of the ones they want to talk about. Of course, they opened up with probably the rumor that we all kind of thought was sort of confirmed maybe during a Hulu special, uh, a Halloween special this last uh, Halloween, but we are getting Hocus Pocus 2 directly to Disney+. Plus. That'll be really fun. Three Men and a Baby, 
Zach Efron is old enough to be a dad now, which terrifies me. Uh, and then there's a film actually that came out today on Disney plus called safety about a Clemson football player who has to take in his little brother while he's still playing football. So that'll be really cool to see that as well. Um, there's a couple of different biopics from about, about some NBA stars, including Chris Paul. There's going to be a cheaper by the dozen, uh, reboot with Gabrielle union. Um, there's some ice age spinoffs because it's really funny that ice age is now part of Disney, right? Because of the, uh, fact that they bought Fox, that's great that it, it comes over into Disney. Uh, if this was a video podcast, you would see Brett's reactions right now. And maybe we'll go to him about that in a little bit. There's going to be a Night at the Museum animated film. Um, I'm not 100% sure how I feel about that yet. They did mention that in July of 2021. Now, this one was confusing, and maybe Vanessa knows better, um, because this is her jam. I couldn't I couldn't really tell if they said that Jungle Cruise is going to be released to uh, Disney Plus or to theaters, and they are doing some theatrical releases. So I think that this one is probably, since it stars The Rock, I would imagine it's going to go to theaters in 2021. Of course, we already had news about a Lion King prequel. We had news about a live action Little Mermaid that's being led by or directed by Rob Marshall. We got a Chippendale live action film coming out uh, with Andy Samberg and John Mulvaney. Also, Seth Rogen's going to be involved. That's pretty incredible. We already had word about uh, films like Pinocchio and Peter and Wendy. Um, but then we did get something that is near and dear to this podcast heart. We did get a sequel announcement to Enchanted. It will be called Disenchanted. And of course, the big news of the night with that was that Amy Adams is going to be returning. Uh, additionally, we had Sister Act 3 confirmed as well. Whoopi Goldberg will be returning in that role. And then we got a first look at Cruella uh, starring Emma Stone. Whew. That was a big one. <laughs> uh, so, Vanessa, what do you have uh, reactions oh, to all this? Oh, I have so many reactions. Uh, <laughs> I think I, I'm just going to work backwards now. Um, Sister Act 3. Oh, my God. I mean, some people say that Sister Act 2 is better than Sister Act 1. I'm on the fence. I love them both equally. So to have Whoopi Goldberg return for Sister Act 3, I am so delighted for this. I, I cannot wait. And then, of course, with... Um, disenchanted i wonder if our good old pal kevin is going to be directing again that is that is what i think it, it has me in suspense i'm thrilled amy adams is coming back but if if kevin doesn't come back i'm, I'm going to be really sad i really don't want to make you sad going into the weekend but kevin no. did confirm on twitter last night that he is not involved in disenchanted oh no i know so but we, we still have Enchanted to go back to and to love on. So we still do have that. And we do still have that story about how he really wanted Amy Adams and um, mm -hmm. really got that started to While I go throw some things. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else that you had that you wanted to, to point out? Um, I just want to explain my little uh, noise with the Chippendale live action film. I, these guys... Andy, John Mulaney, they're funny. They're kind of, um, I would say, more adult humor. I don't know how I feel about them coming into my world with Chip and Dale, which is a delightful, honorary couple that I love. And I, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about their shenanigans coming in with this beloved couple. But we'll see. 
We'll see. We will see. Brett, give me some reactions oh, to this incredible wow. slate of films. Um, I'm just going to leave uh, The Jury is Out on Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Um, but anyway, um, well, you know, Hocus Pocus 2. Very excited. But Cruella. Oh, I have, I found, um, it looked like the information that I found, I don't know if this will change, but the new release date is May 28th, 2021. So that is extremely exciting. And um, for those of us who attended D23 Expo last year, um, we did get to see the first look uh, uh, last year. So, <clears throat> so pardon me, it was old news for me, but that's okay. And then a Jungle Cruise, oh my gosh, this has to be in the theaters, we have to see it. But I think, you know, to your point is they didn't say if it was in the theaters, if it's, I think they're taking in the world situation with a number, anything that's that's uh, released in, in May or later, I think they're taking a little bit of a wait and see. And, I will uh, say, I think I watched most of the conference when it got to the film part of it. And we're going to obviously talk about Marvel here in a second, but just to butt in there for just a second, I think the only film that they said will be landing in theaters was specifically Black Widow. I don't think that they, I, I really don't think that they said one way or another with Jungle Cruise. Yeah, well, I think a lot has to be determined and they were clear by doing the uh, the theatrical release and the premiere access on Disney Plus that that is a venue and a possibility mm-hmm. going forward and probably even in the future after world situations have changed and gotten better. But uh, but yeah, Jungle Cruise, because that was, again, sorry, going back to D23, that was huge, 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 huge. And uh, so I can't wait, cannot wait to see that. To, to make us wait that long is like, crazy it's i don't know if i can handle it but i'll do my best and then little mermaid live action hmm i don't know it's beloved well it will look gorgeous and i really hope they do a great job so yeah absolutely uh and i really as as our favorite crustacean i mean i'm really excited that's good yeah that's cool yeah it's it yeah who knows it will be hopefully it'll more be more in line with uh, 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 Rob Marshall's successes. Well, and there was that little that little movie that we loved so much, uh, Mary Poppins Returns, which had our love but didn't have everyone's love. So the definitive. I will stand by my statement made two years ago. The definitive Mary Poppins is Emily Blunt uh, in that film because she crushed it. And I love that film. So I'm just going to assume that Rob Marshall is going to bring that kind of caliber uh, to this and that it's going to be wonderful. You know, you mentioned a lot of them that I would bring up. I would say that we already knew about the prequel by Barry Jenkins of The Lion King. That's going to be really intriguing to kind of see that uh, division between Scar and Mufasa and how that comes to pass. Uh, But then also, I think it'll be really neat um, to see. And again, this is one that we already knew about, but Robert Zemeckis, he's one of those other directors that is kind of hit or miss, right? 
but I'm excited to see uh, Tom Hanks's Geppetto and Pinocchio. Um, and I think that that will be a really neat thing to see. I also love Peter Pan uh, to death. And so any time we get more Peter Pan, it, I'm cool with it. I know it's been adapted a million times. Uh, my Peter Pan is still Robin Williams, but we'll see. We'll see uh, if that changes once Peter and Wendy come out. And that's going to be exclusively to Disney+. Plus. So they're giving us all this content that is going directly to Disney+, Plus, planning for that. And certainly they are making a play here. I should have mentioned this at the top, but... 86 million subscribers on Disney Plus already within basically a year and a month of launch, which is incredible. Now, granted, we have had a situation where all of us are at home and watching TV a lot more. But if you think about that, that number is humongous compared to what they wanted it to be at. And in fact, all of these announcements, they did this at an Investors Expo, and it worked because Disney stock today is more valuable than it ever has been. Uh, it closed right around $177 per share, uh, which, is, which is wow. quite large. <laughs> Now, they, they obviously are having some difficulties in other aspects of the company, like parks and resorts and things like that. But it is nice to see that this streaming service is going to be able to kind of propel them and continue to propel them forward. Uh, any final thoughts before we move on to Disney Animation? All right, mm. let's move right into it. Again, my big long list for Disney Animation. We have a Big Hero 6 animated series called Baymax coming out. It will be a weekly mission through San Francisco. I'm so excited for that. Uh, Brett's favorite property is getting its own series. Uh, it's going to be Zootopia Plus, and it's going to go to Disney Plus. Uh, one of the things I saw the most positive response to on uh, Twitter, on Facebook, everywhere yesterday was the announcement that Tiana is getting her own series as well, and so is Moana. Uh, but those are coming a little bit later on down the line, but we do have some Disney princesses with new adventures coming to Disney Plus. Um, we also have Iwahu, which is an animated film partnership with a studio out of Nigeria, which is really, really, really cool. Um, and then they did announce uh, additionally a 60th feature. Uh, it'll be their 60th anniversary feature, and it will be a musical that's Columbia-based called Encanto. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm sure we will know it uh, by heart soon, but it is being, uh, the music is being written by good friend to Disney, good friend to us all, Lin-Manuel Miranda. So we're excited to see that as well. Um, they also talked about Raya and the Last Dragon is coming to Disney Plus, but with Premiere Access. And I do want to get your opinions on that. Uh, I have some opinions on Premiere Access, but Brett, we'll go to you first. Sign me up. Where can I send my cha-ching? Okay. Vanessa, your thoughts on Premiere Access? I'm hoping to... Um steal brett's access so i don't have to pay for it since just only because i'm not hyped up enough about this movie i feel like it's kind of come out of nowhere in a short period of time from now to march is a very short period of time so they they have some excitement to build i think but most likely i will pay to see it because you know well, we almost have it as like a business expense for the podcast, right? But what I will say about <laughs> Premier Access, what, what's weird to me yeah. is that they had, they had all these huge announcements and this was the only thing they mentioned that was going to go to Premier Access. And to me, again, I understand the kind of money that Black Widow could bring in uh, in the theater, but 
I feel like if you want premiere access, give us the premiere films. And that, that's not to say that's not putting down this film. It's just, this is not an established property. This is not something that uh, a lot of audiences have been clamoring for. So it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy that they're only going with like films that they aren't sure of with premiere access. It seems like. No, I think it's more calendar based and situational world situational based. Cause that is in March. Well, we pretty much know that things are going to, we're going to be at home in March. So they just got to keep that ball rolling. Onward came out in March and you knew about that at the D23 Expo. Sorry, just wanted to get a, you know. That's okay. No, I knew about Ryan, the last dragon too, last year. They showed us little clips of it. Mm -hmm. It was gorgeous. The cast is amazing. And Aquafina is going to be so much fun. Who are we kidding? I am I can't. No, no. These are just opinions. They're not idiots. No, no, no. But I was like, saying like, that because it wasn't gorge. a reveal at D23. It know, was the, revealed last but year. It, it was revealed, so that's yeah. why I we got that. little. Yes, we got to see little bits. Oh my but, gosh! And, um, the, and the research that was done, amazing. So cool. Let's jump in and see if there's anything else you all want to talk about. Uh, Brett, I'll go to you first. Uh, well, Zootopia. No, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> my my feelings were made uh, clear earlier on, but I'm happy for those of you that love Zootopia. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for you, happy. Um, but I'm looking for uh, Princess and the Frog. Oh my gosh, with Tiana, we get to we get to see more of her story, which is yeah. so cool. And then mm, you said it so brilliantly, but uh, the Kugali Studios. Oh. That is just inspiring, and it looked so cool. And they were so impressed at Disney Animation Studios by their work. So that is going to be so cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, Absolutely. and Encanto. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I can't wait to see that. You know that what I love? Really good. I mean, what I love about the inclusiveness of Disney Animation Studios, and and because I learned so much, and I had such an appreciation for the world that that was Coco oh my gosh it just opened my eyes and I'm I I just love that experience so I can't wait to find uh learn some more so um, I can't wait so excited absolutely I'm with you on all of that um I I think it's great that it's all coming I will stand up and uh take the charge for Zootopia and for San Francisco because um what's interesting is when we watched uh the behind the scenes of Big Hero 6 and Zootopia in particular they talked about how the designers really flushed out those cities and really built the entirety of those cities. We have seen portions of those. And so it's cool that they're using that property and bringing that into an animated series. What's interesting about Baymax though, is that they do have a Big Hero 6 series on uh, Disney Channel. What I think is interesting here though, is that Bob Iger started this whole thing off and he said that these properties that they're announcing tonight will have film-like budgets. And so I really think that this is them saying, we are upping our game with these animated, um, with these animated, animated series. And I guess we'll start to see that uh, even next year with Baymax. I think that they said either late 21 or early 22 for that one. So uh, we're going to go ahead and move right along into Pixar now. Pixar came out. Pete Docter, my favorite director who directed Inside Out uh, for Pixar, 
We, he had some announcements. He had the Pixar popcorn shorts starting in January, 2021. So we're getting that right away. Uh, there's a Doug Days Up series that's coming out, some shorts. <laughs> for some reason, we are going back to the Cars series uh, for a Lightning and Mater road trip in the fall of 22. You two will have to explain that to me. There is also their first ever long form animated series called Win or Lose. And this is pretty interesting because they explained it that this is going to deal with perspectives. So it might be one story or one event of a basketball game, but it'll be told from all these different perspectives of the people that are involved in that. I think that's going to be really enlightening um, for kids and for adults. Because think about it, there's a winning and losing team on that. Like there's so many different angles you can play with that kind of a, a series. We got our first look at Luca, which is the next feature-length film that'll be coming out in June of 2021. Uh, we also had an announcement for two new films, one called Turning Red, where a 13-year-old girl turns into a giant red panda when she gets excited. And he kind of, uh, Pete Doctor joked like it's the Incredible Hulk, but red. Um, and then maybe one of the bigger announcements and the one that mostly, that a lot of people are really uh, expressing a lot of joy about and interest in is the announcement that Lightyear is coming. It'll be the definitive origin story of Buzz Lightyear with Chris Evans in the title role. Uh, and so there also is a bit of backlash there online because they're like, hey, where's our Tim Allen at? But my understanding is that this is the uh, movie that created Buzz. And so Buzz is still a toy and that toy is still Tim Allen. Uh, but we'll go ahead and open up the Pixar talk with Vanessa. What are you excited about? Well, I'm excited for the films, the, the Luca film, and I'm excited for Turning Red. I'm hesitant with Lightyear. Um, I just am. I know you like okay. Chris Evans, but I'm nervous about it. And um, uh, I don't know what else to say about it. I just, I, I get hesitant with some of the, because I, I personally found Buzz Lightyear annoying until he realized he was a toy. So um, to have a whole movie where he's that character. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm open to it, but I'm nervous. Um, but the, you know, Pixar always does a great job. So it's um, hard to say anything negative because every, every film they come out with is amazing. The series, um, I'm, I, again, the, some of the shorts, I, I maybe am a little nervous about the short series because the last few ones that I watched, especially the car series ones, I mean, they're fine. They're fine. They're just not, they're not my favorite, the Cars ones. So um, I'm glad that people who love them will be getting more of it. Awesome. Yes. Brett? Well, let me take up that car series, Lightning and Mater on a Road Trip. Who are you kidding? I'm going to love that. And once, and Vanessa, we're going to have to take you to Cars Line again so you can explore the, your love for cars. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And then Pixar popcorn shorts in January. We don't have to wait that long. That looks so cool. That was fun. And then, oh, and then Doug days looked so that was, well, they took the best part of up and made it, made it a series as far as I'm concerned, but you did miss one. You missed the one that's coming out next, which anyway, <clears throat> Are you that ready? is true. Are you ready? We did, we Are you did ready? not talk about soul. You're right. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, just a moment, please. <clears throat> 
In a world where Pixar plays with your emotions and makes you sob relentlessly in your local theaters, this holiday season, Pixar brings soul to Disney+. Plus. Now you can celebrate soul and sob in silence in the privacy of your own domicile. Just remember, this holiday season, leave the soul-crushing to Pixar. I love that. That is so great. Anyway. Uh, 100% true. Did you like that? Leave the soul crushing to Pixar. Isn't that right, though? So accurate. And I guess we have our own special. We have our own special soul announcement that, of course, we will be doing a full disclosure on soul, and we will get that to you uh, after the after the holidays, after Christmas. (laughs) I prepared that. So anyway, just to let you know, a little behind the podcast. (laughs) I thought that that was all at the top of your head. You should have just went with it. Uh, Yeah. No, I'm really excited. I got to say, I'm really excited for Lightyear um, because I love the opening sequence of Toy Story 2. And that's when uh, Ham is playing the video game with Rex and you get to kind of play as Buzz Lightyear. Like just seeing a whole film like that. And I mean, come on, come on. It's my guy. It's Captain America. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ransom from Knives Out. Like, it is it is that guy. Uh, if you could put Buzz Lightyear in a crew neck sweater, I would be ready, or cable knit sweater, that is, uh, I would be ready for it. So that's so great. great. I'm excited yeah. for all that. And I really a little crush going on there. That's okay. Long form uh, uh, series as well, win or lose, because I think that they could do a lot to play with the perceptions and things like that too. Uh, any final thoughts on Pixar before we move into our final category? We are making it, guys. We are doing it. Yeah, in a world. No, I'm just. I just can't wait for all of that. It was. It was like okay. Um, watching everything yesterday was kind of like was seriously like the D23 experience. We were just mind blown from moment to moment to moment. So anyway. And speaking of mind blowing, they finished the night with Kevin Feige and Kevin We Trust, uh, and Marvel came up to bat. And I will tell you here, uh, our good friend Jeremy Geckner, our editor-in-chief, kept notes on the presentation. It is seven pages long, and three of those pages are Marvel. So I'm going to go through <laughs> an extremely long list of things, and then we will come back and definitely get some reactions to it. So, of course, landing January 15th on Disney+, Plus, we did get another trailer for WandaVision. They also talked about uh, Dr. Strange 2 and the Multiverse of Madness, which will come out March 22nd of 2022. Spider-Man 3, which is in the news so much for all the cameos and things that they're adding to that film, is going to be December 2022. Falcon and the Winter Soldier should be named Captain America and the Winter Soldier. We got to see the first trailer for that. It's coming out in March of 21, which will be right on the heels of WandaVision. So I'm guessing WandaVision will will end one week and we will get Falcon and the Winter Soldier the next week, which is great. Uh, Loki, same thing. It's debuting in May of 2021. So we're going to get these series back to back to back on Disney+. Plus. You're not going to have to wait for your Marvel series anymore. And then in the summer of 2021 to Disney+, Plus, What If, which will be the end animated series about what if this happened uh, for instance what if peggy carter became the super soldier instead of steve rogers those types of uh, scenarios that you get out of there 
Um, then also they mentioned that uh, filming has wrapped on Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. We also got to look at an uh, early look at Miss Marvel and Kamala Khan. They talked about the nationwide audition process that they did for that. And they also talked about the idea that this is still going to add into the movies. They really confirmed that yesterday because they said our Kamala Khan from Miss Marvel is coming into the Captain Marvel 2 movie, which will be great. Eternals uh, was announced that they're going to be releasing that in November of 2021. Of course, that's one of them that was supposed to be out this year that was pushed. Hawkeye is releasing late next year with Haley Steinfeld confirmed to play Kate Bishop, which is very exciting news. Uh, That rumor had been out there for a while, but they did confirm it yesterday. She-Hulk also getting ready to rumble. Mark Ruffalo will be in the series as well. Uh, Moon Knight was announced. Again, that was something that was announced previously, but we did get a bit more details on. Something that was not announced previously, a brand new property to Disney Plus, is Secret Invasion. And that will bring back Ben Mendelsohn's character from Captain Marvel as the scroll that's disguised in everyday life. And it's a huge crossover event in the comics. It's going to be cool to see that on the screen. Ironheart is going to bring Riri Williams to the screen, um, and uh, that will be on Disney Plus as well. Uh, Armor Wars, which is Tony Stark's worst nightmare come to life, is how they described it, and that'll have Don Cheadle playing James Rhodes, uh, of course, our war machine there. Uh, Then they announced something really, really fun that is going to be filming at the same time as Guardians of the Galaxy 3. They're going to do a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special written and directed by James Gunn. How fun is that going to be? It's going to be all live action. Something else that's coming is a live action short called I Am Groot. So you get to just hear Vin Diesel saying (laughs) I Am Groot over and over and over and over again. Uh, Thor... Four, Love and Thunder is starting to shoot in January. They did confirm that Oscar award-winning actor Christian Bale will be playing the villain in Thor, Love and Thunder. Peyton Reed is back to direct Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, uh, and that's going to be really cool. Black Panther, this was another huge piece of news from uh, from yesterday. Black Panther is not going to be recast. So uh, Kevin Feige did take a moment to acknowledge Chadwick Boseman. And he said that Ryan Coogler, the director of the first film, is writing the script right now. And I can imagine that that is an extensive rewrite when your star uh, unfortunately passes away. So they will not cast recast Chichala. They will move forward in another way. Uh, It still is slated to come out on July 8th of 2022, which is pretty close, honestly. And then... The first family of Marvel is coming to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, directed by John Watts, who has directed all the Spider-Man films uh, for Marvel. He is going to be directing the Fantastic Four. I wow. Think I got through it all. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Do you need to take a little break there? I know that you're very excited with your Marvel. Well, oh we all, we're all excited. Uh, well, I'll let you guys <laughs> go first because literally I could comment on any of these. So I'll, <laughs> let you, I'll let you kind of sort out what you want to comment on first and then I'll pick up the rest. Okay. So let's go to, I think we've been going back and forth. I think it's Vanessa's turn. Okay. Um, I do not know a lot of things about Marvel. That's okay. You like I've, the movies. I've you will now. A few of these little indie films. <laughs> and um, I'm very excited for you. And I recognize some of the names, but I don't know the context or weight 
of these announcements, except I am excited for the Doctor Strange 2. Karen is a very big fan. Karen, my mom. Uh, so that'll be fun. And um, Guardians of the Galaxy, that next movie, and they kept James Gunn. Very exciting. Very happy. Okay. What other things to, can I point out? Now, Fantastic Four. I think I actually watched this movie the other day. Does that... Um, Who's in that movie? Who's the who's the gal in that movie? Who's, who's the, gal the guy in it? In it? Uh, they've no. had two. Uh, they've had two iterations of the Fantastic Four. Oh, um, I would actually. I, I don't know, like IMDb off the top of my head, like Jeremy does. I'd have to actually go look. I know Kate Mara was the most recent um, uh, Susan Storm in Fantastic Four, but I can't remember who the first person was. Was it Jessica oh. Biel? Yeah. Yes. No. 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 Jessica. I think it was Alba. Jessica. Just Alba. Alba. That's the one I saw the other was... day. Little bum dad, you hear there's another one and that they've been replaced because this is just going to add a lot more. They actually were replaced before this. And there was another movie that came out already. Oh, good uh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and, and can I just say, I'm not, the one thing I'm most not excited about out of all of these, the thing I'm dreading is this what if series or whatever it is, movie. <laughs> what if, that. The what ifs? I'm not going to be able to handle you guys with your with your plot synopses. But then your but then there's going to be a second parallel universe of what ifs, which is already confusing because there's a bunch of parallel universes in the Doctor Strange thing. So it is very hard to keep up with you guys. So I'm dreading trying to. I will never catch up. I'm just never well, going to. The beauty of these is they're one-off what-if scenarios. You know, what if T'Challa became Iron Man instead of Tony Stark? Those yeah, but kind what, of things. But one of these days, I'm going to get into a conversation with you guys. You're going to be like, remember, remember when Black Panther was Iron Man? I'm, and I'm going to be totally lost. I'll be like, he was Black, when he was Iron Man? I thought Iron Man was Iron Man. I thought Iron Man was, it took me forever to figure out the Iron Man was Tony Stark. I thought there were two different people. Literally at the end of the movie, at the end of his first movie, he says to the world, I am Iron Man. (laughs) I didn't see the first movie first. I saw the older ones and I couldn't figure out what was happening. All right. We'll see that. Well, the title, the title of this answers your question. What if? Thank you. Moving on. Okay. So what I'm looking forward to, and actually was a great surprise to me at D20. Uh, three expo in 2019 clink um, was WandaVision that looks I think I'm just going to love that and I cannot wait uh, until January uh, for so many reasons but that being one of them Um, but yeah because that just like I mean it's a throwback to sitcoms I watched an interview with Wanda and Vision the actors and uh and they said that they had the best time so if they are having a good time i know i am have a good time and then loki the mischievous loki i can't wait to, and then they're all happening so soon one right. right after the other i am so excited for marvel on disney plus so that was amazing so and then the timeline the timeline that they initially proposed back before the world turned uh we would have gotten we would have had breaks in between these and now they have them all filmed and they're ready to release them and it's gonna go pretty sequential here well which made me think craig now and a couple of podcasts ago when we were in fact talking about disney plus i believe it was a slight I don't know, disappointment for you that there wasn't much content 
But there was no content coming, no new shows coming to Disney+. Plus. So how do those words taste right now? I stand by those comments back in November um, because they <laughs> held back on a lot of this stuff, you know? And so I'm glad that they are bringing okay. out new content and that it is all moving forward. Um, yeah. Oh, but I have my I, movies. Yes. Sorry. One thing that Man. I failed to mention uh, in this big long list because uh, Jeremy failed to uh, write it down for me so I could see but it. But we love him. Is, that they did confirm that Black Widow will be coming uh, to theaters in May. And I have to tell you, um, this is probably the most disappointing announcement that I had throughout the experience of watching the Investor's Day. Um, Because I uh, truly feel we are in a spot now where in May, we are not going to be ready to go back to the movie theaters. And so this will be likely the first film in the MCU that I'm not able to see on opening day or see in the theaters. And that just bums me me out as a fan. Um, I wish that they would have been more considerate of the situation that's going on right now and that they would have considered uh, what is happening with Wonder Woman and so many other pictures where you could have it on your streaming service at the same time as having it in the theater for people that feel comfortable doing that. Um, It's just something that kind of bums me out. But okay, (laughs) Craig, just I believe it's a fluid situation. I believe that since they were rather since they were rather vague in the Jungle Cruise, which is even a little bit later, I think that the Black Widow, depending on the world situation, will we'll get to see it wherever we can see it, but we will see it in May. So I I think that you, I think don't be disappointed yet. We'll just wait and see. Yeah, and if, well, the, and if we'll they can see. promise that the world will be all better and everything is great by May, I think that's a good thing too. So, so yeah. either way, I think we will get Black Widow in, uh, in May if we see it at home or if we see it in theaters, which I cannot wait to see movies in theaters again. Well, let me uh, let me go down a deep, dark rabbit hole with you all and uh, give you like my three minute rundown of how awesome this is that they're so interconnected in what's going on in the Disney Plus series and also in the movie. We do have WandaVision that's going to be starting out. And these are all speculative rumors just based on the comics that I've read. But WandaVision so much looks like Wanda's kind of lost in her own, own head. Spoiler alert, Vision's dead in the MCU. And so is this just just uh, all just kind of her being trapped within herself. And then they've talked about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Wouldn't it be awesome if Scarlet Witch was that villain in Multiverse of Madness? And um, they've already talked about how Doctor Strange is going to be fulfilling the role that was the mentor role to Peter Parker now that Tony Stark is dead. So uh, he's going to be bringing Spider-Man into it, which allows for them to get all these different Spideys from different years and things like that into this. Um, And then probably the thing that I would say is the most... uh, amazing to me is that Kamala Khan is not only coming to Disney plus she's also coming to the big screen if I could suggest that you read one book one trade paperback from Marvel uh, this year it would be Miss Marvel the first volume of it because it's so cool to see that story of this uh, Muslim American girl who 
finds these superpowers essentially has them thrust upon her and her hero is Captain Marvel. And so it's just kind of cool to see like a high school age girl and how she's going to uh, take all this responsibility. And it also brings in the Muslim Americans out there that hadn't seen themselves represented before. Uh, And I think that that is such a, a cool way to bring in that representation and also an amazing comic book character and not only put her in Disney plus, but also extend her to Captain Marvel as well into the movie. And so that's going to be, it just shows how much interconnectivity this is. This is no longer Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where they kind of wink and nod that they're part of the same universe. These are essential to the universe. They are moving forward with the universe. And I just can't wait to see all of that. Um, There's been a a bit of uh, backlash online to the decision not to recast T'Challa in Black Panther. And frankly, I don't get it. Um, We lost Chadwick Boseman just a couple of months ago. I do think that maybe someday uh, there might be ripe for a reboot of a franchise and finding a new T'Challa. But for right now, I think it's absolutely the right decision to not recast him. You have a prime hero in uh, Shuri that you could go to and you could have her lead the series uh, and her take up the mantle of the Black Panther. It's right there all in the comic books and the, the fact that Wakandans pass along that title of Black Panther to whoever their king is. And I just think that there's so much that you could do with that as an idea and a concept and still honor Chadwick Boseman and not just replace him immediately. Um, Some of the other things that are in here, Kate Bishop, amazing storyline, just incredible. Secret Invasion, the Scrolls and Samuel L. Jackson walking around together uh, and hiding in plain sight. That's going to be really cool. There's so much neat things that are coming to this. uh, And I'm just really excited for the morning. I get to wake up and watch the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. That's going to (laughs) be incredible. So I'm so excited for all of this. I I could talk about it for hours. I won't bore you with that. Uh, But Boy, am I excited for what's coming to <laughs> Disney Plus. Yes, Any well, final thoughts on Marvel? Oh, I forgot Fantastic Four. Please have John Krasinski and, and Emily Blunt in it. Please, 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 please. Wouldn't please, that just be incredible be so casting? Fun. That would be, they have that would be to. incredible they have casting. To. And that's yeah. something else. I didn't really mention it, um, but you know, when the Fox acquisition happened, all of us Marvel fanboys were very excited for two things. We were excited for the X-Men and we were excited for the first family of Marvel uh, Fantastic Four coming back home to Marvel Studios. And I am so excited about that because for people that know Marvel, uh, Fantastic Four really started it all. They are the reason why we have what we have today because Stan Lee decided uh, to draw this family of superheroes and the rest is history. And so it's very cool that they're coming home. If anybody can do them right. Um, although I will, I will say, I've always said that the Incredibles is the best fantastic four movie out there, but I do think that John Watts is the perfect director. He's done a great job with Spider-Man and I can't wait to see the fantastic four in theaters. And I understand that this is the third iteration of them in not too long a time but I think this one's going to nail it and I can't wait to see how that all works out. Uh, Vanessa, any final thoughts? I mean, I don't even know why you're asking me. I thought WandaVision was Wakanda vision. I thought it was about the black Panther and I got super confused when I saw it was a 1950s setup. I'm like, this will never work, but you know, it's, 
I was wrong. So don't even ask me. I have no clue what's going on. I'm just. It's going to be funny. You're going to love it. You're going to love the comedy. Oh, yes. It is going to be funny. Brett, any final thoughts on Marvel? (sighs) I'm ready for January. Let's get this started. Holy moly, you are right there. But before we do that, we've got to get that season finale of The Mandalorian. I watched the penultimate episode this morning at six in the morning, and boy, Ooh. oh boy, this Don't season is great. Yeah, I haven't I haven't watched it yet. So no spoilers here. So I'm this, just saying this is the last one of the season. This is the no. penultimate. There is one more next week. One more. Okay, 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 good, good. Because I want to I know you got mad at me, but I'm going to binge all of them at once so I don't have to wait. So I'm very, oh, next week is going to be great. I can't I wait. I spoiled, I super off. spoiled a bunch of stuff for you at the beginning of this podcast. My apologies. She wasn't listening. She didn't listen to you. She seldom does. I, no, just I generally, uh, when I watch these Star Wars things, I call them like guy with brown hair, guy with yellow saper guy with pointy blaster thingy that's, <laughs> yeah that's how it, so if you said specific yeah. names don't you worry oh you mentioned boba fett yeah uh that's baba boba, boba. i call him bob <laughs> baba baba that's like baba uh, fett, i always i always baba talk fett. about that's this with anna, um anna one time um mentioned to me she says is it is it hans solo or is it hans olo so, uh, <laughs> so I like that. But um, well, I I got to tell you, we went through an insane amount of news for you here, uh, and there's a lot more reactions that we could give. We could be here all night, but again, uh, I think we're going to leave it there and just look forward to so much content that we have in the future. And of course, you can follow along the Front Row Network on all social media, and we do a great job of breaking down the news as it comes out. So you can follow them on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter and all of that jazz. Uh, we happen to be the co-hosts of Beyond the Mouse, so you can follow Beyond the Mouse on uh, Facebook and also on Instagram. You can find us Beyond the Mouse Podcast on Facebook or Beyond the Mouse Pod on Instagram. You can also email us at beyondthemousepod at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with us. If you love the work that we are doing, we are putting out so much content, more than you can shake a stick at. Uh, We would love for you to be a Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com slash network, you could become a Patreon and help support all the content that we're bringing out. I literally just wrapped an interview, a very special interview for me with uh, Chris DeMakes of Less Than Jake. And they just had a new album drop. They're one of my favorite bands and it was so much fun to talk to the vocalist of them. Uh, and that interview will be going live early next week. Uh, so just exciting stuff all around going on the network. This upcoming Beyond the Mouse episode, we're going to talk all things Disney Christmas at home. So you'll have that to look forward to this upcoming Friday. Our past episode was all about Disney gift giving for the Christmas season and particularly highlighting things like the Jungle Cruise Adventure board game and also a great book about the Haunted Mansion called Boundless Realm. So we just have all the content coming your way. Uh, Brett never stops editing for us. And then I said, and then I go, can you edit another quick episode so we can get Why, out sure. all about our reactions about this? It adds to my joy. He's, he's absolutely remarkable. So any final Please. thoughts at all? I'll go to our editor first. Any final thoughts? So much to take in and I'm still kind of uh, working through the excitement of everything we found out yesterday. Gosh. So, and I can't wait to watch it all. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm right there with you and I'm so excited. And now that content is a rolling. You're right, Brett. That content is a rolling. Vanessa, any final thoughts? Well, I, I have a final question. This investor's thingy, is, is it always this much information or is this just an extra Christmas present for us? I honestly think it's a combination of a lot of things. I think um, for sure they didn't have like the Destination D event. Uh, and of course, D23 is being pushed back. So they don't have that like big platform. Um, but also I really do think, I mean, they just posted lots of losses in the parks and resorts area. And I think that this this was meant to say, hey, investors, guess what? We may be struggling because of the coronavirus, but we have a lot of content that's heading your way. And look at the response today. Literally the stock price today jumped $27 a share. So obviously this did its, its job. Um, I don't know that we'll get this type of investor live stream again. I think they will hold a lot of these announcements for D23, but the next D23 is not till D, uh, 2022. So uh, a lot of these would have been out by then. So I think that that's why. Brett, do you have any speculation on that? Yeah, I believe that to be correct as well. Um, but the last time that there was this large an investor drop of information was for Disney Plus. So, so yeah, so, you know, mm. yeah, that was 86 Disney, million subscribers. Yeah. 86 million subscribers in just over a year. That's absolutely remarkable. And we'll see where it goes from here. So if you need any of us, we are going to be on the couch watching some Disney plus for apparently the next three years. So <laughs> or beyond the mouse, I am Craig. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Brett. And we will see you real soon in the front row. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode, a proud member of the Front Row Network of Shows on NPR Illinois. For the past five years, we've been providing hours of content every month, and now we've created the chance for all of you to get even more content. We've officially launched our Patreon page to give you the chance to support our work. There are four separate levels, and each come with their own amazing bonus perks, including exclusive episodes, full movie commentary tracks, and even the ability to choose what episodes we do and be on them with us to show your support simply go to www.patreon.com slash front row network that's patreon.com slash front row network thank you again and as always we'll see you in the front row